right. Welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I'm your host today. I am a staff pastor at Mana House. Uh, I make my home at the Rocky Butte campus uh, in Northeast Portland. We have uh, four other campuses. Uh, we are, we're down in Eugene, Oregon. Go Ducks! Over in the Tiger Beaverton area at our 217 campus, uh, up in Vancouver, our Mill Plain campus, and in the heart of downtown, uh, our downtown campus. Uh, just a shout out to you guys. We love you. Um, I love being a part of the Mana House family. And uh, here at the Growing Faith podcast, our heart and desire is to really equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. That's really just kind of what it boils down to for me. Um, I know that God has called each and every one of us to make a significant impact in the kingdom of God. And that is what I love about this series of episodes that we have been doing with my friend Mark Jones is that we we want to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And so a lot of times you can go straight to um, equipping, straight to 10 great points that are going to help you be a better leader. 10, you know, five great ideas to empower your assistant leader, uh, whatever. Like there's just so many ways that we can take this conversation um, and actually miss the foundation, miss the real point. Um, actually, right before we started this episode, uh, just opening up in prayer as we were praying for our time together. Man, this morning I was gripped by Paul's declaration of just the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus and recognizing in my heart, yes, that's true. But then also recognizing the truth that, man, sometimes I let things crowd you out, Lord. And uh, that is my loss for sure. When I, when I settle for second best, or if I'm real honest, I, I don't even always settle for second best. It's like the third, the fifth, or the eighth best thing, but it's the thing that has my affections at the moment. Anyways, I get distracted sometimes on these uh, rabbit trails, but I'm going to pull myself back here. Mark Jones, you are in the house today. Thank you for coming and being a part. How are you today? Doing well. Thank you, Rick. Just an honor to be with you and Honestly, just with uh, this journey we've been on during these podcasts, I just have such a sense that God's doing something in our hearts that's new, even you and me. And I'm praying for all the listeners that that we're really on a journey uh, to know God in a deeper, honestly, more intimate way than we ever have, That that our hope is in just I guess just talking about these things, just just journeying that a deeper hunger and thirst is happening inside of us by the Holy Spirit. And, and to me, it's happening to me, I can tell over this time we've been together and doing these that, I don't know, the Lord's just uh, opening something up in our, in our lives to know him better, walk with him closer, to to be more intimate, to be more aware of his thoughts and his feelings towards us that we can just, I guess, be open. We've talked about all these subjects from surrender to celebrate, to meditate, to open, to dedicate, to listen. And we kind of line these up and 
You know, I once wanted to call them steps and then I wanted to call them reflections. Then I wanted to call them keys Then I want, I didn't know what to call them because they're all a part of the relationship. And at any given moment, one of them is highlighted. And, and so I'm just blessed to be with you and whoever's listening, we're blessed to be together and we're one body. We're not separated from time or space or even the knowledge, whether we know who's there or not there. We just know we're one body and we want this to just be an encouragement to anybody listening. So yeah, come on, if you're out look. there and you're discouraged, then be encouraged today. Just, you know, you maybe came on this just to, because you don't even know how you got on here, but be encouraged today. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. I, I remember uh, uh, I worked with a pipe fitter 35 years ago and he was a Christian and we were working at Warehouser Mill in Springfield. And every day I worked with him as I was just a helper and he was a journeyman pipe fitter. I remember he always said to me, you know, Mark, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And he just kept saying that over and over every day until finally I don't know where the penny dropped, but it was sometimes in just the repeating of something that you don't know when it's just going to kind of like sink through the, the hard matter and all the, <laughs> or when the soil's going to be fertile enough to receive the seed of God, like the parable of the sower. And, and I don't know what's, what the condition of my heart was, but it wasn't until I just kept hearing that. So we pray that this is seed. <laughs> encouragement uplifting to you that 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 we could just be here with you i went a little long on that but what what are you oh, thinking rick no, it's so it's so good um it's so good again we just uh like to come into these conversations and and just let them breathe a little like not have it not have it too scripted which speaking of being scripted uh we're you know we bring these conversations out of the book you wrote some years ago and as i understand there's a retitling of the book probably coming down the pipeline here uh, shortly, but um, but currently the book is titled Unscripted, and um, we've we've got the the link to that in the show notes. So if people want to get that book, and um, it's it's a simple book. Um, it's not it's not actually very thick, and uh, and it's actually kind of got journal a journal kind of built right into it. So uh, for the price it sells for, it's a real bargain actually. Um, but uh, that's where these concepts have come from that you mentioned, you know, real quickly, you mentioned um, we, we started with uh, a couple of episodes some time ago where we talked about the 40 day worship challenge. And, and well, we talked about the first 15, just the whole concept of giving God the first part of your day. Um, and then we came back at the beginning of this journey uh, with talking about a 40 day worship challenge and kind of, uh, um, you know, you and I have talked at times, you know, about different um, counseling situations that we've been presented with, and yet it always comes down to the common factor of connection with Jesus, spending time with him, because every, you know, you and I as uh, pastors and ministers of the gospel, it's like our only arsenal is the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so um, if I'm going to tell you to go do what the Bible says, and this is going to be an interesting part of our conversation today, 
as we jump into the topic of obedience is um, if I go tell you to go and do what the Bible says, because the Bible is full of life and the, the principles, you know, lead you to life and life to the full. And then I just leave you with that. Then, you know, the, just the letter of the law brings death, right? But the spirit brings life. He breathes on you and actually empowers you. Philippians chapter two, it's God that works in you both to will and to do. Like he gives you the will and the strength to do the things that he's called you to do. And, um, and so we talked about uh, that 40 day worship challenge is, is really that foundational piece of I'm going to take some time and I'm going to focus on spending time with Jesus. Like I'm not going to spend, I'm not going to focus on checking a bunch of things off of a to-do list, but I'm going to take 15 minutes and I'm just going to have a set time, a set place and a set plan. And I'm going to dig in and I'm going to say, Lord, I don't even know. I, I might not even know what I'm doing, but I just surrender to you and I want you. And the beautiful thing is that God says, when you draw near unto me, I will draw near unto you. It's, it's a guarantee. And that that's actually the best counseling we can give almost any person really is uh, spend some time alone with Jesus, you know, do it for 40 days in a row and just see what God might do. See where your life might be at the end of that time. And we talked about the kind of the, the elements that happen during that commitment, during that challenge is uh, surrender, um, celebration, meditation, um, opening our hearts intentionally Lord, to what the Lord would want to speak to you, dedication, you know, again, which is kind of part of the surrender part of, um, you know, dedicating uh, my whole day to you and your plans and your purposes, which requires that I surrender my agenda and my thoughts. And then the slowing down piece of listening. I really liked, um, I'm, I'm glad we took two uh, episodes actually to go over the listening piece, because I think it's even like uh, apropos to <laughs> like, uh, you got to slow down to listen. And so it took us two episodes to to cover it. Um, and then today we talk about the response. Like if you're going to spend time to sit and listen, uh, we need to have hearts that are ready then to respond in obedience to the Lord. And so we get to jump into that today and I'm excited about that. Um, and though we are kind of bringing, you know, this is the last principle that we're talking about from this list. I, I'm pretty confident it's not going to be um, our last episodes together. I, I'm sure that we will continue to to bring some more content because actually as my heart is just growing more and more about wanting to bring equipping to small group leaders specifically um, like the, the stuff that you bring uh, in, in just who you are and the testimony of your life is such critical stuff for, uh, for equipping small group leaders to do the work of the ministry, because we need to first be with him before we can do with him and hopefully not just do for him, right? Or we, we leave him and go and do our thing that we think is so important when really he was like, well, actually, I kind of wanted to do this work with you. <laughs> actually, I wanted this to be a partnership. I actually, I actually, you know, the relationship is actually the most important part because I I think I could probably do it on my own just fine, you know, and um, it's probably such an important part for us to keep in mind, like God doesn't need us 
to do his work. Like he could get it done a lot faster, a lot better, a lot cleaner with a lot less errors if he uh, if he wanted to do it on his own. But yet he has chosen to work through his body. Uh, what a crazy honor and privilege that is. And so with that, I just like to um, kick it off, kick it off for me. Like what are the two or three, you know, main thoughts that, that you have about um, this concept of obey and, and, and I think probably addressing the, the potential burden that can come even just with using that word. Um, you know, there's that song, trust and obey for there's no other way, uh, you know, to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. And so, um, like, I think uh, trusting, we've talked about how hard that can be at times, um, but the obedience, it, it, it almost immediately feels like a burden. And so how do you maybe address that concern as we talk about this today? Let, let's, I, you know, as you're talking, things are just going off in my head, scriptures, thoughts, and you're kind of uh, talking about an idea where obedience is really walking with God. That's like, it, it said of Noah, he was righteous and blameless and walked in fellowship with God. Now, this was before the boat. <laughs> this was just Abraham's life. I mean, excuse me, this was just Noah. I want to talk about Abraham, too, because he's the father of our faith. But before this, Noah, he's just righteous, blameless, and walks with fellowship with God. I think, how did he know? How did he? And, and so he obviously as we talked about, had an ear to hear because God told him he wanted to build a boat. And he hadn't done anything except lived his life before the doing. But all of a sudden, he was walking in this fellowship, and then God had a plan for him. He was going to have him build a boat and save his family and gather all the, the, uh, the animals. Now, if you thought there was a task that was like a little out of the box that God had planned, I want our listeners to think, hey, don't limit God on the out of the box thing he wants to do with you. Don't even try to figure it out. I don't think uh, Noah was trying to figure out, now what's a boat? He didn't even know what a boat was. I mean, uh, this this is so extraordinary when you think about two major concepts that we're blending together. One is knowing God. And almost the first six of our steps or keys or reflections have been about this morning idea, this first 15 of knowing God. It's all about surrendering. That's the doorway. That's the key to the doorway of surrender land. That's that place in him no one gets to unless they're willing to lay their life down. And it, even that's a challenge. We talked about that. We don't want to demit, we don't want to uh, make these things smaller than they are. Surrender's huge. And then we thought, what do we do once we've surrendered? Well, we celebrate God. We worship him. We take communion. We can, we can dance. We can, whatever that expression is that flows out of surrendering our first expression of worship, which is surrender, then the celebration, then you've got the, the whole idea of meditate, thinking about his word, rethinking, reprogramming, transformation. I think all of our audience, anyone listening, could, could say there's a few areas I need to change in. 
And, uh, and then, then there's the opening up our heart, the transparency, the vulnerability, the scary parts of maybe knowing God that we do have hidden areas that we want to open up and, 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 and uh, some we're proud of, some we're not so proud of, but there's no condemnation in him. And we just get this opportunity to let him work. And then, then this thing about dedicating the day and then listening, being in that place where Noah, or Noah was to hear God's voice. How intimate, what an amazing thing. And then, or Abraham being let out and into the promised land. How did he discern God's voice? What kind of relationship did they have? It must have been intimate. It must have been something that we don't quite know until we experience it. I always like to say, knowing God is knowing. When you know him, you'll know. You'll just, you'll, you just will know. Like someone says, how'd you know to do that? I don't know. <laughs> Except that I was getting to know him. Someone the other day told me, this was happening, that was happening, and I heard God's voice, and it led me in a direction that he wanted me to go. I said, isn't that amazing that you can hear God's voice? Like, <laughs> I mean, there's people out there that don't know how to hear his voice. Well, it's as simple as spending time with him, because believe me, he's got a lot of things to say, and if we could just get quiet enough to hear, <laughs> I don't think the problems with God in hearing. So true. <laughs> so true. I think our frequencies in our brain are so jammed up with our own desires, things we want to do, things we're stressed about, worried about. We just jam up all the frequencies. So the morning time, I got—I <laughs> was so clouded, crowded, cluttered, confused, and critical this morning. I rolled out of bed from the evening before my brain was about ready to explode. The only grace and good thing I knew that it was going to happen is I was going to be with the Lord for a couple hours. And I was just praying like crazy that this stuff couldn't make it through that time with him. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and thankfully, I don't know where that stuff went, you know, from this morning to now. But, you know, frankly, I don't care because I've had a few meetings that I really needed to be led of the Holy Spirit, and he actually led me. So I was grateful. Come on. I'm yeah. just grateful to be on the journey. And I'm not bringing much to the table except the carcass, you know. I always like to call that, I, I kindly call it carcass time, only because Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, Galatians 2.20, I live by faith in the son of God, faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. And it was Paul that said that his deepest desire was to know Christ, to know him. But we have to think about it. it God, it, it's, it's beyond knowing him. It's walking with him. And this is what I said all this lead up to say, that knowing him and walking with him are not separate. They're one in the same. They, they simply <clears throat> are that component of intimacy that we're partnering with him to accomplish his will and to walk out the purpose that he has for us, not the purpose we have for ourselves. But when we die to ourselves and we recognize our life is not our own, 
that we've been purchased by the blood of Jesus and that Jesus through the whole idea of redemption is that he came into the slave market where we were owned and he purchased us back. Now our life isn't our own. And so when you think of walking with God, don't think of that as a have to. I always say that. That should come out of a deep, intimate relationship with him and a want to. Just think if Noah didn't build the boat or Abraham didn't walk out and go with God to, to, to fulfill a whole new race, a whole new, a whole new covenant that God wanted to do. Just think, and if they didn't have faith, think if they didn't have faith to do this and, and walk with God, where would we be? <clears throat> excuse me, think of the Apostle Paul if he didn't have faith (laughs) to be obedient. And he went to missionary trip one. I was reading that last night, missionary trip two. I got partway through that. I was so tired by the time I read all that, I think, man, that was the grace of God. But we still had missionary trip three and he still had a trip to Rome. And so I'm thinking to myself, wow. He fulfilled the will of God. And, 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 and Paul said this to King Agrippa, I wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision. God's not short on showing us what he wants to do. He wasn't short with Noah. He wasn't short with Moses. He wasn't short with Abraham. God tells us specifically what he wants us to do. Now, we have to get up and obviously walk with him. And, and this is, I wanted to share a couple thoughts on this, that, that walking with God or obedience or whatever word we're going to do it, partnering with God. I want to say this, obedience flows out of a relationship with God. It's not a have to, it's a want to. And the other thing, it isn't, it, it, it's inside. Let me let me describe it like this. It's in him. It's inside an intimate relationship with God. And it's in that relationship with, that we find the grace and favor to obey. And that's where our faith is germinated inside that relationship. Look at John 14, 15 in the, in the Passion Translation. It says this, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. So I'm thinking we don't just have to like know something and then try to do it like a, a set of rules. No, God doesn't even leave it leave us up to that task. He says, get to know me and I'll fulfill my will through you out of this loving relationship. I'll actually empower your faith to accomplish your will. Now, where does it say that? where faith is empowered by God, and it's in Galatians 5, 6. So it's all, I want everyone to think about that it's all wrapped up in him, all these dynamics. It's not separate from, it's all part of being in him. And this is what Galatians 5, 6 says. I love this in the Passion Translation. When when you're placed into the anointed one, Think about that. When you're placed, that's what happens at our salvation. Not only is Christ in us, but we're in him. 
and joined to him. Now, here it is. This is so powerful. We're joined to him. Circumcision and religious obligations can't benefit you, can benefit you nothing. Now, think about this. Here it is. This is what matters. And that's what it says. All that matters now is living in the faith. Now, think about it. Living in the faith that is activated and brought to perfection by love. Wow. This is this is just got to take time to settle into our soul, into our heart. We've got to realize we've been working so hard to be obedient. We didn't even realize the dynamic of faith in the King James. That word faith is energized by love, activated, the word says. Well, the word energio means to be energized. <laughs> I don't want to try to, I want my faith to be energized in the morning with him. I don't want to try to work up faith. I just want to get closer to him. And it's funny, as we surrender and experience his love, as we talked about, that love is doing something in us. I always love to say that God fuels our heart by his love, meaning love is the fuel of our heart. It's the fuel. It's, it's, it, it, it defeats every enemy. It destroys every stronghold. It, it knocks the devil in the teeth. It, it does everything that we need because even as Paul told Timothy, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. All that's flowing out of an intimate relationship with God. And I just want to finish with this one thought on Hebrews uh, 12 too. And right, it's funny. It's interesting that Hebrews 12 or Hebrews 11 tells us about all the faith that takes faith to please the Lord, all these things. And, and we see these extraordinary acts that people do, but we have to realize those were all fueled by God's love. <laughs> we, we don't take that one step back to realize that this wasn't being fueled out of just a determination. This was being fueled out of a passion, out of the love of God for those that loved him. And it was launching them into these extraordinary, ordinary feats and great things they did. Well, they can't take much credit for it because God fueled it, except they were partnering with him to accomplish it. So to me, this is exciting for everyone listening. That it's not about working up our will just to do a bunch of things that he that we think we have to do to please him. No, faith pleases him. But then before faith, it's love. And so if we get all this in the right over, even Hebrews 2 tells us weights and sins and all these things that weigh us down. <clears throat> it says, how do we get over this? By fixing our eyes on Jesus. That's the relationship. And then he's the author, author, the, the, the starting point and the finisher of our faith. So we've got to get this in mind that it's in the intimate moments in the morning as we're practicing these keys and just getting there and just letting him love on us. <laughs> but that in itself is going to bring us into dimensions of faith 
And then he's going to say, hey, by the way, Rick, I want you to do this, build a boat or whatever he's going to tell you. <laughs> and your faith is going to be so energized, you're going to actually go, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Instead of going, ah, what? <laughs> and run the other direction. Well, we do have examples of that in the Bible, and we can bring those up too. So don't think we're anything other than a product of God's love. And once we realize we're a product of his love, that we can't even produce faith, <laughs> but that we, act, as our faith is activated, it's combined with the will and purpose of God in our life. And then we step out and we do it. And to me, this takes boldness and courage and trust. And we better be growing the five roots, surrender, trust, humility, faith, and thanksgiving. Because, because I think what God's going to be asking us to do, I mean, honestly, we don't even want to get into it like for the quote sake of doing, because it's all coming out of this intimacy. But I think he's going to ask us to do some pretty amazing things. And they're going to come up with some pretty amazing resistance. <laughs> and we're going to have faith. To, we need the faith to move a mountain. But again, we want to recognize that that's coming from him. It's all in him. So anyway, those are some ideas. I'm, you know, I could, once I get going, I just, I get so excited about this journey that, that, that it just, it, I'm excited for the listener to be, to be meeting with the Lord in the morning, just doing two things. Go for 40. If you haven't started the 40 day worship challenge, we might be on our last podcast on this particular journey, but we might be back again. Who knows? But day tomorrow could be day one. You could say, I didn't hear any of these other ones. Well, what we're talking about is spending time in the morning with God. And we're talking about giving him 15 minutes, just getting there, surrendering your will over to his will. First thing, get it over with. <laughs> Receive his love. Get on with that. It's going to be amazing. And then just let the next 40 days build on those times with him and watch what he does. I feel in my spirit that there's somebody listening to this that's suffering from anxiety. And I just want to tell you, if you're listening and you suffer from anxiety, I almost had a nervous breakdown before the start of this journey, which now for me is about 13 and a half years. But who's counting? I only think about the day I met with him this morning. I'm so desperate. And tomorrow morning. Those are the only two days I think about. How'd it go this morning, Lord? <laughs> Went good, didn't it? It was awesome because I was so out of it. I needed you so desperately. And then I just got to get there tomorrow. You know, if we keep doing that, one day turns into two, turns into 10 years. It goes by so fast anyway. Life is a blink of the eye. Better to be starting each day, spending it with him than trying to do it on our own. And so the thought is, is that in those moments, but I, oh, for the listener, that's what I was thinking about. For you, the listener who may be struggling, I'm going to tell you that your life is going to be transformed in 40 to 80 to 120 days. I can't guarantee you when the moment will happen. I can't, whew, I'm emotional. I can't guarantee to you anything. 
except I can assure you that God's presence there will be with you as you surrender your will to him. That I can tell you with, with, with no doubt in my heart. And I can share with you after many, many days of meeting with him, no matter how those days went, you will notice a transformation that's happening inside of your very being. And you won't even know how it's happening. You won't be able, brain science says, if you give five to 16 minutes of focused, well, they didn't say focused prayer, but I'm going to say it, focused prayer, that your frontal lobe will get a, a thinking project from the Lord, and that will be the mind of Christ in your mind. And it says, then your mind will not be hijacked by the world. I, I, I took an entire uh, five paragraphs or four paragraphs, summarized it in one sentence. That if we spend time with the Lord, he'll give us what to think about. And our mind won't be hijacked by the world, the enemy, or our flesh. So to me, I want to speak to you, that one that maybe is suffering, or maybe you're just disillusioned or discouraged. Give it 40 days, I'm telling you. Give it 80 days. Give it 120 days. Don't, don't stop. And what you'll experience, I want to tell you this, the graduals will lead to the suddenness. When you think nothing is happening in that time with the Lord, don't underestimate the power of time spent with him. He's working deep in the interior of your being releasing rivers of living water. Maybe you've got a stubborn thing that just seems to be overwhelming you. Give the Lord the time. And I promise you, his promises will be true. And out of your innermost being will flow a river of living water. And this he spoke of towards the Holy Spirit, no longer being outside of us, but being inside of us. So I just share with you my heart for that listener. But we want everyone to go on a 40-day worship challenge. But I just felt today somebody may have needed that hope. Uh, so good. Hope. Yeah, it's it's so important, again, to bring it back to, you know, and even, even the 40-day worship challenge, it's not a program. It's just a... There, I mean, there does seem to be, uh, you know, 40 actually falls kind of right in between the main people out there that talk about habit forming, you know, there's one camp that kind of is in the 21 day realm. Um, and then there's another camp. They sit right around the 66 day realm. And so 40 is kind of this right in between what, what the majority of people out there are saying about habit. And that's really just building yourself uh, structures in, in your life that are life-giving rather than those that bring death and fear and anxiety and worry. Um, and, and also just as we relate it to this concept of obedience, um, you know, and going back to kind of that first thought, you know, that I was throwing out there about the burden, the perceived burden of obedience. And, and as you were talking, I thought, you know, um, Noah is an interesting example of, um, of obedience where, uh, you talk about obeying and it leading to life. you know, like, there's no better picture of obedience leading to life. Um, because if he hadn't obeyed, he would have died. Like, 
and his whole family, you know? And so for him, literally obedience was the mat was the difference between life and death. And I think for us, we're all kind of in that same place and, and quite on quite frequently, it's not just for us, it's for other people involved as well. I think David, the whole story of David and Goliath, that that encounter with Goliath came out of a deep, deep personal relationship with God because because he came from the the fields taking care of the sheep and you know he was sent on an errand that day to go and take take food to your brothers you know and and he's confronted by the lies of the enemy just like everyone else had they'd all been kind of sucked in you know they were all just kind of following the lies of the enemy like surrendered to the enemy and, and he came in with a fresh perspective because of where he came from. He came from the quiet place. He came from that place of relationship. So he was able to easily delineate between truth and lie and go, no, 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 this, these are lies he's speaking. And he can't, he can't say that about our God. And we're, we're his people and we're going to, we're going to do this. And he goes and he, he delivers not just himself. Cause I mean, he was part of the Israelites as well. Right. So like he was part of what was being challenged. So it brought freedom and life for him, but it also brought it for a whole people. And so, you know, I just think, um, and then where Jesus says, you know, all of those who are weary and heavy laden come and you'll find rest um, that, that it's uh, adjusting our perception of what Jesus is calling us into. Cause a lot of times it's our perception of what he's calling us into that causes us to avoid entering in because we actually think he's calling us into burden and, you know, less than and lack of, and because, because all you, because all you look at is the, you know, like how it says about Moses, how he gave up, the pleasures of sin for a season, right? So like there is this element of the way of the enemy, you know, isn't, you know, always full of, you know, heartache and pain up front. There is sometimes this like, well, it's fun. It's easy. It's, but what it carries with it in the end is, is death, is pain, is heartache, is loss. And, um, and so what we're doing with the 40 day worship challenge is calling people into a place of relationship so that you can first know the one that's calling you to the obedience. Right. Because when you trust the heart of the one that's asking you to do the thing, you do the thing, like you said, out of a want to not of a have to. I mean, you just think about times where somebody of great relationship has looked to you and said, Mark, I need you to do something for me. And your response is, yeah, name it. Like you don't even fear for them to tell you to do something stupid or something that would hurt you because you, because of the depth of relationship, you, there isn't even any, any hesitation in your heart that, yeah, of course, I'm going to do whatever you ask me to do because you're my friend, you're my brother. Like, you know, of course I'm going to help you. Whereas if it's a stranger and they come to you and say, hey, hey, you, I need you to do something for me. Automatically, the walls go up and we're like, uh, maybe 
if it sounds good to me, if it seems like it would be advantageous for me, maybe I will step into that. And so really when you boil it all down, obedience has to flow out of relationship. Otherwise it's usually coercion or manipulation, right? I mean, because there's, because our natural responses outside of the confines of relationship are suspicion and self-preservation. But when we come into relationship and we know and trust his goodness and his faithfulness, then we know that anything he asks us to do, no matter what it looks like, even if it looks like sacrifice and pain or pressure, we know that he's going to bring something good out of it. I mean, Abraham is a powerful example of that as he was asked to offer his son and and later in the bible you know, like you read the story in genesis and you're like your mind is blown like what in the world is going on here and then later you get more of the story and it says he knew in his heart that if he was to actually offer isaac that god would bring him back from the dead like because he was so tight in relationship he was like, yeah, not a, I mean, not that it was easy for him. I'm sure like, I'm not dumb, but like, uh, that's where his heart was. He was like, no, no, you're not asking me to give anything up. You're just asking me to put you first. And, and I just, I don't know, this whole, this is kind of like exploding in my mind a little bit as we're talking. I feel like I'm having like even kind of fresh or deeper deeper thoughts about this arena than, than I have before. Um, so sometimes that's, sometimes that's good to have on a recording and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's long and people are like, you didn't know that Rick. Well, you know, Hey, it, it happens. So um, that's why, that's why we're so passionate about pulling people, calling people into that place of relationship because his burden is light and his yoke is easy. And so, you know, you kind of want to just look at somebody that is maybe resistant to the 40 day worship challenge and just say, well, what are you doing right now? Okay. How's that working for you? And so, you know, I kind of, I mean, I, I bet you there's a number of people that struggle with anxiety if statistics tell us anything, you know, there's, there's all likelihood. We, we got a whole bunch of people nodding their head at that part of the episode, you know, where you said that. And that's where I want to look at them and just heart to heart say, we're, we're offering you an option here. We're offering you a new way to think about approaching this whole thing called life. Um, and you can stay where you are and you can continue to do what you're doing, but how's it working for you? And if it's not working for you, consider, consider this, consider this. Cause what have you got to lose? And that's what I just want to, I don't know. I just, I want to put that challenge out there and, you know, you can contact me growing faith podcast at gmail.com and, Man, let me know. I'll, I'll go on. I'll go on a worship challenge with you. We'll exchange phone numbers. We can, we could text each other every day that we're meeting with the Lord every day. Keep each other accountable. You can find, I mean, even the best, best way is to find a friend and do it together. Have some friends keeping you accountable because then you and your friend will have your life transformed by the power of God. 
this is it right here, guys. The the focus of the Growing Faith podcast is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, but there is no work of the ministry outside of relationship with Jesus. At that point, it ends up just being some sort of self-promotion and self-centeredness, really, when it because we're just so good. <laughs> we're so good at taking the best things and making them about us when we are not spending time with the Lord. And so, um, wow. It's a powerful time together today, Mark. Thank you so much for your investment again, just sharing your heart. Um, some real, real solid prophetic kind of meat there for people to chew on. And, and, uh, and I think, and I really believe just a, a significant call to action for you today. Uh, so I really ask you to take this seriously um, as you as you look at what's going on in your life right now. Um, certainly, our culture around us is a little crazy right now, and so um, being closer to the Lord, more in tune with Him, more obedient, more all of those things is a this is a great time to have that going on in your life because uh, when all the earth is uh, shifting sand on Christ the solid rock I stand. So this is the time and season for us to solidify and anchor ourselves to the solid rock, because then no matter what goes on around you, no matter what challenges uh, surface, you know that you're stable and secure because of that relationship with him. So with that, um, I think this is a moment where we pray. So, Father God, right now, we just pray, Lord, for uh, the the entire listening audience of the Growing Faith podcast. Lord, I, I ask right now, God, that you would take these words and you would just help lodge them deep into people's hearts. And even as we talked about, um, Lord, your ability to, to stir us to action, God, Philippians 2, it's you that works in us both to will and to do. God, I pray you would pour out your grace, your enabling power, God, upon each listener right now to take a step forward into relationship with you, God, to, to take the risk, to take the plunge, and to, to, to sign their heart over to this 40-day worship challenge and just say, Lord, I'll give you 40 days, and let's see what you just might do. God, we pray for a powerful release of your presence. God, a powerful revelation of you, of who you are, your character, your love for them Mm -hmm. to be revealed to them in this season. Lord, I pray God that man, that that this episode would be the start of something really new and powerful in many people's lives. God, we thank you, Lord, for your great love for us, for your great grace. Lord, we thank you that your mercies are new every morning. God, we even speak to Uh, Those that would be listening, that would be struggling with something in their past, maybe something in the last week kind of past range or something maybe in years gone by that is holding them back, that is restricting them from really following you with all their heart. And we pray, God, that there'd just be a cutting off today of the connection to that thing. There, There would be a receiving of mercies that are new every morning, God, that your grace would sustain them in this season. And God, that the enemy would no longer have a hold on their heart as a result of things that have gone on in the past. But today would be a new day. God, as your word says that those who are in Christ are a new creation. 
the old is gone and the new has come, that this would be a day where the new would come. God, we thank you that this is all about you. This is all about us being connected to you because you are life and light. And we want to be a part of you and what you are doing, Lord. And I just bless God, every listener today, and I bless uh, Pastor Mark Jones today. God, thank you for his heart. I pray he would be refreshed and refilled today, God, for his investment, Lord, and his pouring out. Pour back into him, Lord, um, to full and overflowing. We thank you for it right now, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for listening today. Uh, again, you can reach out to me at growingfaithpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Any uh, feedback you might have on this episode or any other episodes or ideas for content for future episodes. Definitely my heart is to serve you uh, with the content that we put forward on this podcast. So I'd love to hear from you and what would help you the most. Uh, with that, I just say a big, huge God bless you and have the most amazing day.